Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We have made the argument here on this show repeatedly over and over again that the border is the most important subject in America. Nothing comes close. It remains so. The most important story in America. But now it has a a fascinating new wrinkle. This bipartisan legislation from Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, Republican. Senator Chris Murphy, a beta male Connecticut. Sorry, but not sorry. And Senator Kirsten Sinema, so-called independent of Arizona. This legislation that they've put forth is, well, interesting. And I think that there are a great number of people who are not discussing the fact that there is a a consideration in here that is kind of hard to fathom that the Democratic Party would have engaged three years ago. Because three years ago, they told us the border was fine. And two years ago, they told us the border was fine. And a year ago, they told us the border was fine. And six months ago, they told us the border was fine. And two months ago, they told us the border was fine. And now, all of a sudden, the border is terrible, and it's all Republicans' fault. That's that's just precious. Somebody want to debate that with me? Argue that with me? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. You can reach out on the X or or any place where we're streaming. Uh, And when I say this, it's because I get comments like this from Ernest, that Trump wants to run on border security and shut down the bill. Trump wants to run on border security and shut down the bill. Trump can run on border security, and he doesn't need the bill shut down or not. Because Trump would understand that as president of the United States, he would have the ability to control immigration policy. Trump doesn't need legislation to engage remain in Mexico. He's the guy who said remain in Mexico. Trump does not need legislation to build a wall. He at least started. And we should be clear that Border Patrol wants the wall. They want it because what it does is it doesn't stop a soul. When you get to the southern border and you you realize that you see the wall, you're like, it's there. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's, it's not a wall, it's a fence because fence is better. You want to see what's coming from the other side. And, and, and you look at this and you realize, wait a second. That's not where the border for Mexico is. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. The border for Mexico is the Rio Grande. I was down in McAllen, Texas. Wait a second. Wait a second. What is this? We cross through the border fence to get to the Rio Grande? What the? You realize that the border wall is on U.S. soil and you lose your mind. You freak out. You're like, everything I've been told is a complete and total lie. Uh, We have videos uh, of this. If you follow me on Rumble or on uh, YouTube, at Tony Katz, you will will see the videos that we've done uh, on this subject are going down to the border. The wall does not stop anybody. The wall slows people down so apprehensions can occur. The wall is an ability to ensure you know who's coming into the country which is an extremely important thing to be able to do. 
Trump did not need legislation like this in order to move about a wall, a wall that is smart, a wall that makes sense, and a wall that people, whether it be like Ernest, who left me a comment, or many other people, and I'm not, I can't speak for Ernest here, uh, were probably opposed to it, said didn't work. And you, it's a 50 foot wall. You just built a 51 foot ladder. <laughs> that is that is a uh, hatred of the border patrol and a hatred of a nation. Failing to understand its purpose, failing to understand its value. And now all of a sudden you want what's in the legislation, which is so weird because one of the things this legislation put forth from the so-called bipartisan group is the recognition that we do have a border and borders need to be protected. And I have no idea how that is going to play amongst the progressive left. Is anybody going to ask this question? Why is it always left to us, guys? Why are we always the ones who ask the question that nobody else will ask? We're asking the question nobody else has thought of yet. Has anybody asked how the progressive left responds to this? Well, let me give you a let me give you a, a hint. Let me give you a hint on how the progressive left has responded to this. Because as you have noticed, there's been no response at all. There's been there's been kind of a silence from the progressive left. There's been kind of a kind of a calm from the progressive left. Remain calm. All is well. Why? Why has there been a calm from Representative Ocasio-Cortez or Representative Ilhan Omar or Representative Pramila Jayapal from Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. Why has there been a calm? Why? Why hasn't there been a screaming about xenophobia? Why not? How, how is it possible that the political left hasn't said, how dare you think you have a border worth protecting? We need open borders and people get unfettered mobility. That's something that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has said before. My God, we shouldn't even be a country. How is it possible that the political left seemingly, when it comes to this idea of, of uh, you know, declaring that there's a border and, and borders should be protected, how are they over it? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Senator Blutarski has a point. This is Al Sharpton. Calm down. I was trying to think what music I should play for, for Al Sharpton. I had nothing good. That's not bad. That's not bad. This is Al Sharpton. I want you to hear him in his own words. It comes at the end. Wait for it. What is being done to uh, get the public uh, to really uh, rise up in various states to say to their senators that they want to see the borders, uh, the border issue resolved? I mean, you're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets in New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged and 
Couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? Because at the end of the day, senators have to deal with their voters. And at the same time, it, uh, in the bill, you give uh, uh, money to Gaza, to, to, to civilians in Gaza and Israel. But the border, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Couldn't that pressure put the bear in their home? Did Al Sharpton just say that there's an invasion of migrants? Al Sharpton, that's right. You agree with Al Sharpton. Sorry. You do, though. You agree with Al Sharpton. Why isn't the left totally outraged with Reverend Al? Why aren't they disgusted? Why aren't they saying more? Is it possible that the reason that the left is not engaged in outrage, not only from their political set, from their activist set, but from their activist set as well, is because they know that this legislation, A, is never going to happen. Maybe they know that this legislation, even if it didn't happen, wouldn't be enacted. If you're going to tell me how this is going to reduce the amount of people coming into the country, how this is going to keep NGOs, non-governmental organizations, from teaching people how to lie about asylum status, that would upset them. That would bother them. This is what we've been told for years. And all of a sudden we got nothing. And I, and I would like to know why we have nothing. I have got the normal chatter, the human garbage conversations of the Republicans aren't serious about uh, border security. By the way, if we were all serious about border security, we would never have funding for Ukraine or Israel within this. I support Israel. And I support funding Ukraine. I think we should send them bullets. I know people disagree with me on, on, on this subject. But agree or disagree on those things, those things should be separate pieces of legislation having nothing to do with the border. The border should be standalone. It should be its own conversation and its own legislation not tied to funding these other things. And if, if uh, Langford and Cinema and beta male Senator Murphy were in favor and felt uh, so strongly about their border bill, they wouldn't put these other things in there. Money for Taiwan? I'm not opposed to money for Taiwan. It's a separate piece of legislation that has no place in a conversation about the southern border. But yet they add that in there. And for guys like me, even if I wanted to say, well, it's a start on the border, which I, I'm, I don't think it is, because I think it's a bad deal versus no deal, uh, I, I, I would absolutely be a no based on these other things. So now somebody's a no based on the spending and uh, uh, on these other subjects, and now they're opposed to security? Look, uh, Congressman Thomas Massey clearly has an issue with Israel. I've said it. I've meant it. It's super weird but that he won't vote for this legislation because he doesn't think Israel funding should be in there. All of a sudden, he favors an open border? That's super weird. And that's really wrong. You can go after Massey for his issues with Israel because I certainly will, and I'll do so without a moment's hesitation.
no funding for any other nation should be involved in a bill regarding the southern border. I just think that's a standard. But the commentaries we get are not about why the left is in outrage. No, we get this. Trump wants to run on border security and shut down the bill. Huh. Well, that's a, that's a talking point. And it's a valueless one. And the guy who best sums it up is Congressman Chip Roy. Chip Roy is out of Texas, and I don't always agree with, uh, with Congressman Chip Roy. But when uh, the Trump supporters were calling him uh, a simp and not really a conservative, because he backed Ron DeSantis in the primary, um, I always thought that those people were out of their heads and nuts. I mean, ridiculous. Look at, look at me. My eyes are right here. Ridiculous. You should be embarrassed. Embarrassed about that kind of, of, of commentary. But here's Chip Roy addressing the issues with the border bill and specifically this idea that the Republican Party is only doing this because Trump. First of all, the, uh, the reality is the backdrop here is really important. Uh, we have uh, Ukraine funding as a big part of this $118 billion bill, $60 billion for Ukraine, as well as some other foreign aid, uh, none of which is paid for. And then you slap in $20 billion of border funding tied to legislation that we find to be problematic. We find it to be problematic on multiple levels. We believe that it is perpetuating the mass migration that this administration has been advancing under Secretary Mayorkas and under President Biden. Um, We see that in the numbers. We see that in what we're looking at when we look at the bill. You know, $4 billion to hire asylum officers to basically process people. These are not going to be conservative hires, right? They're working close hand-in-hand with the United Nations, NGOs. Speaking of that, another $1.4 billion to NGOs who have been running people up through the southern border. And to then put this sort of magical trigger at 5,000, which is basically about a 1.8 million number for the year. Now, I know they say that's encounters, but the fact is my orcas has been releasing about 85 to 90% of these folks into the country. We're getting hammered in Texas. Uh, this is not going to solve the problem. And by the way, on the political front, I think you know, and, and, and the viewers of this show know, I mean, it's not like I was, you know, running around stumping for President Trump out in Iowa earlier this, yeah. you know, this last month. I'm not waiting for him to tell me what to do. I'm in Texas. I need a solution now. This bill would not be a solution. It would actually make it worse by uh, cementing uh, the bad policies into law. Uh, that's uh, Caitlin Collins he was talking to there on uh, Caitlin Collins on CNN. I'll, I have a whole CNN thing that I'll, that I'll get to. Um, the idea that Republicans are doing this because Trump wants it is one of the weakest and most pathetic arguments that exists out there. It's simply nonsense. It's a garbage argument. Now... That doesn't mean that there isn't some member of Congress who has done exactly that. It means that if you think that as a party, the response to this is all, well, what will Trump do? You don't have it. But let's go the other way with it just for the sake of the conversation. Let's say it's exactly how it went. It's exactly how it went. Totally how it went. Trump said no and everybody said no. What would be the difference between that and the Democratic Party? Where are the outliers in the Democratic Party? 
Where are the people who stand up and say, yeah, I'm not for that? Oh, that's right. It was Senator Cinema and Senator Manchin. And what did the Democrats do? Viscerally attacked them daily, followed them into bathrooms, made it so they couldn't run, at least in Manchin's case, for re-election. If you step out of line. So when you sit there and tell me that Republicans are doing this just because of Trump, Dear Lord, the entirety of the Democratic Party is predicated on moving on the same foot at the same time. Uh, you know, all deference to Madeleine Kahn in History of the World. It was Madeleine Kahn, right? Democrats do this every single day. So why would Republicans, why sh- do they have to be any different? I just think that they happen to be in this case. No matter how much it upsets those people who want to be about talking points and not about data. This, this border deal is dead. That seems pretty obvious. I'm Tony Katz. So I was looking at the markets. The Dow is up 46. The NASDAQ is down 49. And then there were... Two stories that caught my eye. One of, wait a second, I I didn't think they were doing this. And one of, oh, that's a problem. This first one was about Toyota investing $1.3 billion into the state of Kentucky to produce all electric vehicles. What the hell are they doing? I am not anti-electric vehicle. I am certainly anti-government force of electric vehicles. Toyota has been clear that the market doesn't want this forced on them, and the market's been clear that while they don't want necessarily all electric all the time, that's it's a very segmented part of the population, they're super into hybrids. People will do hybrids. Well, this is what Toyota does, and this is what Toyota does pretty dang well. Why would they, why would they move themselves into, in, into this other thing? And then it's this. This, kids, is the story. Credit card delinquency surged in 2023. Credit card debt up more than 50% in 2023 as total consumer debt is now $17.5 trillion. Total debt rising by $212 billion in the quarter, a 1.2% increase, 3.6% higher than a year ago. Kids, kids, don't tell me that the economy's okay. This is super bad. The debt on credit cards was $1.08 trillion, and now... It's 1.13. You are about to see people say, no thanks. You're about to see people say, I can't pay. You're about to see people say, oh, well, at least they got the new TV. At least they got the new shoes. Everything about this report tells me that the whole concept that we've been going over about doom spending, real. Real. Credit card auto loans, delinquencies rising above pre-pandemic levels. This economy is not okay.
is only getting worse. This is Tony Katz today. I submit to you here and now without any reservation and without any willingness to try and deceive or or obfuscate, I declare to you that I am not a doctor. Although I've got really good doctor music. I just didn't know Doogie Hauser in and of itself uh, could make one a physician. Because if if that's true, it's a trap. I am also an astronaut. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Become a supporter. Become a subscriber. I would greatly appreciate it very much. I mean, my gosh, if just having music would make one an expert, I am also... Uh, and 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 very very uh, proudly, a star of the German music scene. Like the David Hasselhoff of my generation. No, I I bring up not being a doctor for a reason. I. I'm not here to diagnose with any level of specificity or accuracy President Joe Biden. What I'm saying is what many people have said. He is not okay. What I am saying is that you can only have so many of these moments where he misspeaks that you're allowed to just brush off before you realize we're going to ask some serious questions. To understand this conversation, you must know who Francois Mitterrand was. I like the way I say that. I've been, I've been practicing. Francois Mitterrand was uh, the president of France for a- almost two decades. Was it 16 years? 16 years. He was the president of, of, of France. He was succeeded by Jacques Chirac. So in terms of being more in, in, the, in, in, in the more uh, commonplace or, or the more modern history, that's who he is. That's who he is. That's how you may know his name. So the reason you bring up Mitterrand as the president of France is because of this commentary by President Biden when he was talking, was he talking to some union folk or wherever wherever, wherever he is? And I want you to hear it for yourself, and we're going to break this down. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it, was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for?" Now let's break this down into its two component parts. 
part the first and part the second that will all get us to the same place. Some of you already know where I'm going. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Let's start with part the one. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. It was in it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. When you hear this, it is clear that Joe Biden is setting up a timeline. He was president of the United States saying America is back. So this clearly had to be 2021. At the very earliest, this was 2021. January of 2021, if not February of 2021. That's the earliest this could be. He has set this up as this G7 meeting. I don't recall the meeting uh, that he says that he's talking about here because, well, that's what gets set up by the second part. Listen. I was in, I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? There are a great number of things here that one could take from this. Starting with, it's a terrible story. Poorly delivered. How long are you back for? He stumbled over that punchline over and over and hit it wrong and did it wrong. And one could just excuse that as he's just a poor storyteller. One could note that he referred to Mitterrand as uh, the president of Germany and then corrected himself in France. He doesn't remember where Francois Mitterrand is, is, is from. And one could excuse such a thing. But one cannot excuse that Francois Mitterrand died in 1996. And the president of the United States just told you he met with him and told him this story three years ago. He was cogent enough to correct himself regarding Germany and France. No, 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 not in charge of, 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 of Germany, in charge of France. But not to recognize that there was no way he was talking to Mitterrand. That even if we were to argue that he was speaking to Emmanuel Macron, the current president of France, here in the, I believe we're in the Fifth Republic of France. That's who he had to be speaking to. It wasn't Francois Hollande. You go back uh, to, to 2012, who was garbage. It wasn't, it wasn't Nicolas Sarkozy, who was uh, certainly an interesting study of, of, a, of a guy. It was Chirac before him and Mitterrand before him. I am stating with clarity that Joe Biden is not okay. And anybody who wants to say otherwise is lying through their damn teeth. And anybody who wants to make the case, well, what about Trump? That's not an argument. That is deflection from the reality that Joe Biden is not okay. Joe Biden doesn't know who he spoke to. Joe Biden cannot tell the story. Also, the story never happened. And anybody who now wants to question me any further at all about the idea that Joe Biden is not going to be on the ballot is out of their damn minds.
Don't get me wrong. I accept the idea that it is remarkably, remarkably difficult to get a sitting president off the ballot. It is very, very difficult to try and tell the sitting president of the United States, you don't get to run again. I would argue it is near impossible, impossible to do. Joe Biden thinks he's talking to dead people. Joe Biden is Haley Joel Osmond. Yes, I know Saturday Night Live tried to make that joke about Nikki Haley. It didn't work. When I do it, it's gold people. Who are we kidding here? Who in the world are we kidding here? You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to have any medical training. You never once had to watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. If you don't own Neosporin, you can still note with clarity that Joe Biden is not okay, that Joe Biden is suffering from issues, that Joe Biden does not have the mental capacity to be president of the United States. Joe Biden thinks he had, has had conversations recently with people who've been dead for 30 years. So what's the plan? Oh, but Trump, take your butt Trump argument and shove it. It is a nonsense, garbage, ridiculous, pathetic, embarrassing argument. Hello. Hey, sir, I was just talking about you, and I was just saying that people who want to say that you're missing a step or two have nothing to say when they won't talk about Joe Biden. Notice I didn't say that you can't talk about President Trump and confusing Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, that's... That's a problem. Uh, a counter argument, at least they're both still alive. They both start with the letter N. The second letter is a vowel. I mean, you'd have to be grasping at straws to go down this road, but one could. There is no road to go down for Joe Biden. And any argument of but Trump is a pathetic argument, and the people who engage that are pathetic. So I want to speak to them directly for a minute. Understand when I say you, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to them. If you're one of these people who, when taking a look at Joe Biden's clear mental issues, you say, but Trump, you're pathetic. You're a dope. You're a fool. You're ignorant. You are unworthy of being an American citizen. You need to grow up, and you need to get your head out of wherever it is you've planted your head. You're just wrong. Why don't you stop? Don't sit there and send me messages on X or Facebook. Leave ridiculous messages. Delete, gone, goodbye. You're just wrong. That is all. There is actually nothing else to discuss. The rational mind must state that Joe Biden is not okay. And that is a danger for the country, for us all. No one gives a good holy damn about your politics. Your politics is, I have to destroy Republicans. My politics are, the republic must remain. There's a difference between us. And clearly, once you understand that difference, I'm right and you are out of your head and dangerous. Just stop, that's all. Just stop being out of your head and dangerous. I have made the argument that Joe Biden will be replaced at the convention. 
I believe the argument should be that Joe Biden needs to be replaced now. Not now I go on to another subject. Joe Biden needs to be replaced now. OMG, are you kidding me right now? Nope. Tony, you realize that would mean President Kamala Harris. Oh, God! Yep. I absolutely positively do. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Now, that was just a little rude. That was not necessary. I understand what it means, and I am saying we are here. A vicious mother, isn't he? We are here. The nation actually has to be protected. And don't get me wrong, Kamala Harris is a fool. Kamala Harris is a child. She lacks a decent mind. She lacks good policy. She sounds like this. (laughs) But Joe Biden doesn't know where he is and he's talking to dead people. That's, that's not a, I'm not trying to tell a joke. I am saying that this is over. And we cannot continue to go down this road. You want to explain to me how it would be better politically if Trump was going against Biden? Because we're all going to assume that Trump's going to get the nomination. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I understand that you might say that. I'm not interested in the politics. I'm interested in the survival of the nation. And the guy right now with his finger on the nuclear button is talking to dead people. Can I help you? We're really, we're really going to say, yeah, but can't we just wait? No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can wait at all. I was in I was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said You know, what? Why? How, how long are you back for?" A terrible joke, poorly delivered, by a guy who thinks that a man who's been dead for thirty years is alive. And you're going to tell me we shouldn't make that switch right now because of your politics? I'm sorry, that's nuts. That is nuts, that is dangerous, that is ridiculous. You want to play those odds, you feel free. You're out of your mind. The left is out of their minds. They're going to go about, whether it's ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, the rest, they're going to go about like nothing's wrong. Everything is wrong with this guy. He doesn't know where he is. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to others. He gets the presidential daily briefing at 11 o'clock in the morning. What the hell is he doing at the hours of 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and 10 a.m.? What is he doing? Exactly what gets pumped into him to get him awake? What does it take for him to wake up? How many cups of coffee? How many B12 shots? Lord only knows what they're giving him. You bet your ass I'm asking that question. How dare I? How dare you think that somehow this is normal? I'm interested in the republic. I'm interested in the survival of the nation. And that guy, Joe Biden, cannot lead. And we better do something about it before it hurts us. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.
we were certainly better off under Trump. We need him back again for four more years. But more importantly, President Biden undid the successful measures that Trump put in place. If you can undo them, you can put them back again. So President Biden does not need legislative action to secure our border. That is simply a lie to the American people. What President Biden needs is intestinal fortitude to go ahead and do his job right now. He could restore the remaining in Mexico policy. Instead of going towards catch and release, instead of allowing 5,000 illegal immigrants a day, which is about 1.8 million a year, why not finish the wall, secure our border, double the number of agents down there, and make America safer under his presidency? That is a very acceptable response from Senator Tim Scott, who is clearly a no, the no's on this legislation are all over the place, and they, and they are not wrong, as we've been making uh, the, the, the argument. I mean, what was it, uh, Mitch McConnell, everything is dead? That was the story over at hotair.com. I just love that quote so much. I mean, but that's the way it is. And and Democrats will say, well, Republicans don't want to, uh, you know, secure the border. It's a hard argument to make when you tie it to Ukraine funding. If the border was the thing on your mind, progressive left, you'd make this just about the border. But you made it about funding about Ukraine and Israel and NGOs and all sorts of things. And it undercuts your argument. I don't see any way this bill as is moves forward. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.